0: Have you ever seen someone do really well and wonder how on earth they managed it? I found myself asking that very question at times, and now I want to uncover the elements that go into creating success, influence, connection, and most importantly, happiness in people's lives. My friends, welcome to the High Performance Human Podcast. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode in the making here at the High Performance Human Podcast. The guest that I have on today, cheapest he is one sought after cat, it has to be said. Rex Afrasiabi is the owner of MA Legal, but he's also the owner of a whole bunch of other stuff as well, which we're probably going to go into at some point as well. He is an entrepreneur in the purest sense of the word, but my God, is he a smart cookie as well. Uh, what I love about Rex, aside from the fact that he's incredibly successful in which and whatever he touches generally turns into gold, the way he does it and with the smile that he does it with, it just makes you want to like him, right? He's one of those guys, right, that he, on when you look at him on social media, you kind of get that talk, you get a little bit of a tall poppy twitch and you go, what a wanker, but... He, uh, but the thing is, his smile is infectious. His personality is so endearing. And he is actually one of the most giving humans that I have ever had the privilege to meet. Rex, an absolute pleasure to have you on the High Performance Human Podcast, my man. How the hell are you?
1: Andy, wow, what an intro! I didn't think I'd do that intro. I'm like touched. I'm, um, I didn't tears. Like, thank you. Uh, Mate,
0: I'm here all week, man. I'm here to, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. Now, <laughs> um, Rex, it's, I'm really, really glad that I got to have you on, on one of the early episodes of this podcast because uh, my humble opinion of you, um, um, both from the outside, but also getting to know you on the inside of things as well. Um, you, for me, are very much someone who exudes high performance in in whichever angle you look at it from. And, and so I was really interested to hear your thoughts around a few different things that make up high performance because you're into your fitness and you're into your business and you're into your leadership and your mentorship and all that sort of stuff. So there's a hell of a lot that we want to unpack in this episode, uh, team. So make sure you've got yourself a cup of hot brown if you're listening to this because it's going to be worth listening to. First things first, though, Rex, there's a few people that won't know who you are. So for the benefit of those few people, can you just give us a bit of an MO, a little bit of a Genesis story as to who Rex is?
1: Uh... Again, thank you for the intro. Um, where do I start? I'm a lawyer. Don't judge me on that. But from a, being a lawyer, uh, I've done so much in my life and still do. I try to live a good, balanced life. So my core in my life, my whole purpose is always to help people. So everything I do comes back to that balance. So whatever rocky road I face, as long as I know it's the core of it, I'll get through it. Yeah, look, man. And that's one, that's another thing that I love about him. He's, he knows
0: he, he deals in all sorts of complex situations and business models and all this sort of stuff. But he just has such a simple outlook on everything, gang. It's awesome. Now, Rex, the one big question that we ask all of our, uh, all of our guests on this podcast is, what their definition of a high-performance human is. Now, I personally believe that we have the four elements of a high-performance human, which is success, influence, connection, and happiness. But in your opinion, what is your definition of a high-performance human?
1: I think it's to optimise your life for a holistic balance. Um, I know it sounds a bit weird, but, you know, I strive for balance in my life. So uh, with... Health. I think health is fitness and what you eat. So I try to balance that. Um, you know, I do my, at the moment, I'm, it's September. So I'm doing 60 sessions in September, 61 hour sessions in September. I call it my 8% club because if you do eight, if you do 60 training sessions in September for one hour per session, 60 hours in the month of September, it equates to 8% of the month. Try it. If you join the eight percent club, which I've just created myself, uh, you will see a very different element to your fitness uh, and mindset. Because if you have, if you're fit and your your body's functioning well, your mind is thinking differently mm. um, with work, with that um, you know holistic balance work for me it doesn't matter what you do as long as you have a purpose and your what you do fits your purpose so mine's simple i want to help people um so as long as i'm doing that and whatever everything i do goes back to my purpose i know i'm being successful in my my own definition of what success is you can ask 100 different people they'll probably give you a different definition of it but i think if you say i want to become a millionaire then what Mm. Money or toys or whatever the case may be, in my opinion, doesn't work. It needs to be something more to it, not a, you know, a purpose, not a goal. I love that. I
0: love the there's a few, there's a couple of things that I want to unpack with that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what you mentioned before about making sure that what you do fits your purpose. I think that is uh, a synergy made in heaven, to be perfectly honest. And and let's face it, Rex, and you you speak to so many professionals or business owners both small and large and and you know you speak to a whole range of different people and in a, in a number of uh in a number of situations there'll be so many people that feel that they can't actually they don't have the rights or they haven't got the opportunities or have the chance to really do something that does truly align with their purpose, right? They feel that they do a job because they have to do a job. It's got nothing really to do with that, but it it acts as a function to produce income, right? Um, And one thing that I can attest to this team is with Rex, if you were to do your homework on him, which I highly encourage that you do, the different business components that make up his his operation as a as a professional, um, each one of them has got that purpose very much at the core of of what he's doing. Um, you know, whether it is the purpose with his with his um, uh, online conveyancing bond conveyancing with his online conveyancing, it's very much a purpose of wanting to help streamline the process to save people time and save people money uh, and make things more effective so that it helps more people do more things more often. Um, Obviously, with his legal services, he's been uh, probably uh, seeing people at their worst moments in life and having to help them through that through his skill set that he has and and so and he's got a number of these number of these things going on and all of them it's that that's at the core now rex when you've come across someone that has been very apprehensive around doing something that they feel actually follows their purpose and jumping ship from whatever it is they're doing to a purpose driven life what has been your advice generally speaking to those people
1: I feel like some people don't realize what their purpose is. They just get success. So they get, they're good at what they do in terms of a job. They don't realize they're good at what they do because of their purpose. I I feel like there's a misalignment. People succeed because there's a passion for it. The passion comes from your purpose. So it's just a misalignment. And often I see the misalignments in um, goals. Their goals are where they want to get to and what success looks like for them is different to how they're measuring it. So Mm. there might be, you know, a lot of people's goals, I want to live a balanced life, I want to spend more time with my family, et cetera. But what's your measurement? Oh, my bank account or how much salary I'm making. Well, that doesn't align. So Mm. once you get it aligned, it makes life easier. You can really see that I am being successful because I tick these things. Um, I am doing my purpose because I know what my purpose is and I know the stuff that's making me successful and going that extra mile is because of my purpose not because of the dollars in my bank account or what I'm getting paid yeah no I like that and and,
0: and I think you you've highlighted a, a very very strong point a very very important point um which is that you know a lot of people couldn't define their purpose if you gave them a day or a week they, they would really struggle you know, and, and let's let's be let's like dig a, a little step deeper than that. I think not understanding what your purpose is in life leads to so much either misdirection or lack of direction where you just feel that you don't have any real control over your life and you're just floating along,
1: you're just bobbing along and, you know, doing your thing. And but everyone has a purpose. They just don't realise it. Most successful people, if they're good at something, it's because it's aligned with their purpose. They just yeah. haven't spent the time to delve into it and realise what it is and yeah. then align what they do with it. And if they do, they'll realise how much more successful they can be. and then. Aligning your measurements of what that success looks like with it as well. Once yeah. you've got that alignment, everything is simple. It just comes to you easily,
0: and that's where it really ties into the element of connection. And, and what, what I mean by that is the connection, uh, the connection to your own purpose of being allows you to have all those alignments, which then makes you feel like you've got a level of happiness within your role because you are very much aligned with what it is you want to achieve, who you want to be. And and like you said, it then inherently brings a degree of success that goes beyond, even if monetarily it doesn't look like as much success from a financial, the level of success that you will feel in your life when you're going towards holistic balance in your life, then therefore becomes the win, right? That becomes the win because you just feel like you've got that much greater level of balance where you're making enough money to make you happy, but you're more happy because you're having success in a purpose-driven way. It's very cyclical. And I love the fact that that we've really identified that in order to have that holistic balance, um, you know, understanding your purpose really is a huge padlock that if you unlock that, it can open up the box and and you could be you could be away in a in a huge way.
1: And then not letting negative thoughts get to you. I think the biggest issue with most adults is negative thoughts, negative thinking, letting society or social media or what you see on someone else's um, pages or stories or whatever the case may be, compare yourself to them and have this negative thought thinking, oh, I need to do this. I need to change my road, my road to Mm. match there. You don't. You never need to do that. Mm. Um, um, I feel like our biggest teachers are children. You get a baby, the baby will always walk. No matter how many times they fall, they'll get up and they'll walk. They'll end up walking, every human. I've never seen someone crawl around yet, but Mm. no adult will ever crawl. But adults don't have that mentality. Somewhere between being a child or a baby and becoming an adult, they lose that. They lose that ability to bounce back up every time they fall. They just stay down. And I think it's a lack of that alignment. I don't know I keep going back to purpose, but if you're aligned with your purpose, life will throw so many challenges at you all the fucking time. Excuse me. Can I swear on this? Yeah, mate, you go for it. <laughs> um, and if life keeps throwing these challenges, if you're not aligned with your purpose, if you're not to hope, honed in on your purpose, then you won't keep getting up. Um, or the alternative is you become so successful, you reach – and I, I see a lot of people in this um, realm as well where they're super successful, but now what? They don't, yeah. They're they not aligned, so they lose that drive, motivation, because they got to the, the pinnacle of what they thought was success, Um, and it wasn't based on – it shouldn't be – purpose is not goal. It's not, I want to get this. It's a way of – being it's the most rewarding aspect of it. Um, you're absolutely i I, yeah, I, I mean,
0: how many times do you achieve something and it's something that you've been looking for, but then by the time you get to that destination, you get there and you're like, Oh, well, well what now? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and if you haven't got any purpose with what, or if you've, you've lost sight of your purpose, or if you're not sure, if you've not identified your purpose. You will be forever doing that and you'll be forever not giving yourself the chance to feel the win and to actually be in the win and actually celebrate the win. I think that's a huge point we're making here, team, is is if you really want to be able to have the ability to smell the roses as and when you achieve stuff, realistically... It's only really going to be viable if you have got an understanding of what your purpose is, because then whatever it is you have achieved is aligned with that core purpose and therefore gives you a chance to have a sit, have just have a go, oh man, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, this is great. And, and that's a mistake I know I've made over the journey when I've not understood what my purpose is and I just forever trying to succeed at whatever it is. And then when you get there, you like, you just feel a complete lack of satisfaction. Uh, in whatever it is that you've achieved, so I really love that. Now, the other thing that the other thing I really want to talk about, just off the back of what you said, is um, you mentioned about you know we could learn so much from children and from babies and whatnot, right? And I've had a, a, an experience recently where we had some awful news, and I had to break that news to my kids. Now, Eliza's nine, Callum's five, and. Eliza bless her, was distraught, understandably so. Now Callum, though, when I spoke to him about it, and I spoke to them separately, Callum really moved me to a much greater extent than what I realised he was going to do. Right, and and bear with me, team, while I explain this. So I exp- I had to break the news to to Callum, and he was in. I was I was. Holding him, I was sort of, it was on my hip and and I explained it to him what had gone on. And he had a little tear in his eye because I said to him, I prefaced it by saying, look, man, I've got something to tell you and and I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not going to be nice. It's, it might upset you. All right. And then I told him and he, he had a tear in his eye. And then you saw him, he was thinking about crying, but then he stopped and you just saw his little face process what was going on. And he was quiet for a minute and you just saw him looking away for a minute and you just, you just feel that he was processing this thing in his little brain of his. And then he said to me, he goes, so so such and such uh, isn't breathing anymore because it was, it was about passing up. And I went, no, look, unfortunately not, mate. And, um, and he goes, oh, that's sad. And I went, yeah, it is. And he said, and then the afterwards he said, oh. I really enjoyed spending time with him, and I went, "Ah, oh, mate!" Like the simplicity of his processing of what went on was something that I wish adults had. Adults spend so much of their energy in just complicating the shit out of stuff.
1: Now, As you get older, sometimes it gets. Oh. Older. And just just the way that he
0: processed the upset and the situation was just so wonderfully moving that I was like, mate, like you've just taught me something there. You've just reminded me
1: of how simple life could be. Death is a certainty, unfortunately. For mm. all of us and all our loved ones at some stage. And I think if you get sad the the person who died doesn't want you to be sad they want you to enjoy their life and leave a legacy for them my Mm -hmm. mom passed away less nine months ago Uh, and you know a lesson i've learned and some people call me insensitive for saying stuff like that but i think it's um it's a it's a circle of life we all have to go through it um you know some people delve into the negativity of it all and go oh you know this Whatever the case may be, I, I feel like you need to celebrate someone's death by celebrating their life. Yeah. Um, you know. But just the way,
0: that, the way that his simple little mind processed it was something that I think we could all learn from. That, you know, we, we can get confused or we can feel that something's really complicated when we don't truly understand what the go is. But if we allow ourselves just a minute to process, Chances are, we'll see the solution coming out from under the under the dust and whatnot, anyway, right? And and but we seem incessant. We seem really, I and mean, this is where I think high performance humans have got a distinct advantage over a lot of people that uh, uh, that are not, aren't quite there yet. In the sense that I think when high performance humans are met with uncertainty, or if they're met with um, uh, resistance or a challenge of some description their ability to be able to slow the world down for a moment internally allows them to process whatever it is that's going on so that then they make appropriate decisions that help them to get past it quicker and and i I think that's something that a lot of high performance humans do tremendously well you're one of them um
1: performance just to go off on that i feel like if you, if you strive to be a high-performance successor, whatever you want to catchphrase it as, you're going to get more pressure on you. Yeah. You're going to have more responsibilities, more things to do. If you see that as a privilege, I've succeeded by getting this extra pressure, extra people to answer or you know, extra mouths to feed, whatever that is. Pressure should become, if you see it as a privilege, not a burden, change it changes your mindset to it because you, mm-hmm. you welcome it. You welcome the pressure because the pressure is what you strive for. Nothing's ever going to be rosy. And when you get to these pressure moments, you shouldn't take it as, hey, crap, there's all this pressure on me about looking at me to make a decision. That's what you strive for. You got there, accept it, and see it as a blessing, not a curse. Pressure yeah. should be a privilege, not yeah. necessarily a, oh, shit, I'm in this higher position now. I've got all this pressure on me. I've got all these people to answer to. It's what you strive for. It's what you wanted 10 years ago. You got here, mate. Enjoy it. It's yeah. a privilege to you that, that you've, you've got someone's respect to come to you. You've got someone's trust to entrust you. It's a privilege.
0: Oh, God. You, pre- you preach, brother. Seriously. I, I, yeah, yeah, and I think that we lose sight of that. More often than not, when we feel that whatever that pressure is is getting between us and where we want to be. Um, I I think a lot of people and and I think it's only fair that we have human moments at times where we're like we're just looking at something and just going, Oh, get stuffed. Seriously. <laughs> like just get stuffed. <laughs> this is this is staying on, right? Um, but And you're
1: absolutely right. It is a privilege. Right. When I have those get stuff moments, I see it as honestly a privilege. I'm like, get stuff. But you know what? Not many other people can do this. This is why I'm here. This is my privilege to be called onto this get stuff moment because I know I can fix it. I'm not – my mind doesn't go into negative places. My mind – so I feel like what separates some high-performance individuals or for others, is they don't look at the problem; they look for a solution. A lot of people, and a lot of people I deal with, constantly repeat the same problem. Why am I doing this? Why am I this? Like they repeat the problem, and it makes the problem seem bigger. If we okay, that's the problem. What's the solution? What's the solution? What's the solution? If you're focusing on a solution, not the problem, it gets a different result. It gets a yeah. different response, quicker too. Not necessarily going for a you know you're getting into more of that negative thought. Why am I, the child, why am I keep falling down? Why am I keep falling down? They don't think like that. They think, I need to get up. I need to walk. I need to get up. I need to, I need to walk. They're looking at the solution and they get there quicker.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: Now, I want to dig into your past a little bit,
0: mate, because um, one, yeah. one thing I wanted to unpack with you was, where the where 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 this moment was for you where you understood what your purpose was and and had fully bought into it right because that's the next hurdle right is to understand what your purpose is but then be real dna live breathe sleep eat your purpose right so in your um journey up to this point was there a time that really you had this the, whether it's an epiphany or you saw the sunrise or whatever the case may be where was that in your um in your journey and what challenges did you have around you at the time this podcast is proudly sponsored by Rita real estate training Australia Shane and the team genuinely care for the success of all of their students not only providing them with the qualifications to enter the industry, but the skills in order to thrive. With 24 hour online support, access to one-on-one training sessions, lifetime access to industry mentors and support, as well as free job ready training programs for anybody that gets their qualifications through their portal. They're a tremendous outfit and they want to make sure that everybody that comes into the industry stays in the industry. For more information, make sure you head to their website, www.reta.edu.au. et
1: uh, I left law. So I was a lawyer, finished university, became a lawyer, worked at bigger firms, went to a small boutique firm that um, represents three people in the BRW Rich 100 list. They had really nice bougie offices in South Yarra. In the same building was a fashion company. It does mm-hmm. all the optical sunglasses and optical glasses for all the major fashion houses in, in Australia, like by Seafolding. I was young. Um, you know, I had blonde hair and blue contacts and lived in a solarium. Um, don't judge. It was cool back then. Boy oh, you? Did. Did. Absolutely, I'm judging <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but, you know, the clientele that went to so left law uh, and I went and joined them as a general manager um, and was there. And, you know, in terms of if it tells you you got a job where he pays well, you get an Audi TT convertible back then was a good car, your signing bonus, you're under 30 years old, you're traveling the world, going to fashion shows, you know. Everything else that comes around that fashion models that want to, you know, suck up to the general manager for various things. Like it's a good perceived lifestyle. And it was paid well, lived well, like all of that. It didn't fit any purpose. Like that's when it came to the realization, this isn't fulfilling. It's fun, it's a lot of fun, but it's not fulfilling. And then I went through this. Um, I, it, it felt like a burnout but it wasn't a burnout, it was a misalignment because it wasn't because I worked hard I worked 10 times harder now, I don't feel like a burnout now, but back then it felt like a burnout for me Like it felt like I wasn't it was, it was my misalignment, I didn't have a purpose it, it was self-discovery during that process, this is not for me uh, it's a lot of fun highly recommend to anyone you know under 30 that wants to travel the world and do all sorts of stuff. Um, but it, that, that, that was my realization moment where, you know, most people will think, hey, you're successful, you're under 30, you're working with some of the best fashion brands in Australia, traveling the world to various places, exotic places, you know, great lifestyle, but no purpose, no real purpose. Um, and I think uh, you, we talk about
0: burnout. I think that's probably a really, really good indicator for you. If anybody's wondering where, their watershed moment is, or is likely to be, or whatever the case. Was. If you are finding yourself burning out, then that can be a really, really, really good indicator, natural indicator, that you're you're you might be just even slightly off in alignment with your purpose and, and your purpose for being. Right? I think I think that's a really good sort of thing to highlight to people: is that burnout can be the signal that something isn't quite right in terms of the alignment with who you are and why you are and, and, and what have you. Um, because when you do find your your purpose, your genuine purpose to to being in existence, then you, it's like you always find energy. Right? You always find energy, right and, and it's not hard to find it. You don't have to fake it, you don't have to mess around with it. It's there, right? It's always there. You always find it from somewhere. Um, you know, the, it's crazy how the body and the mind works in that respect. But
1: it doesn't think, feel like it's work. It feels yeah. like you're constantly being rewarded for something. So you know, you don't get if you if you like chocolate, you're having chocolate all the time. You don't burn out. You might be fat, but you don't burn out from eating chocolate because <laughs> uh, you believe it as something that's fun. So yeah. it, when work becomes that fun moment because you're kind of getting rewarded and praised and it fits your purpose and like you're feeling it's an extra. What I do is I help people. There's nothing more rewarding, honestly, than being entrusted by someone through a difficult situation and being, um, yeah, helping them. And afterwards, the, it's not. It's never the money. It's about that, that satisfaction. Um, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. And I, yeah, I've always, I've, uh, I've always had a. A wrestle or a, a a tug of war with what satisfaction looks like, feels like when it's can be achieved, and all that sort of stuff and 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 I've certainly found over my journey that that I have this opinion that you can never know if you could, if you've truly satisfied until you can see the body of your work in its entirety um
1: and I learned that. Uh, that's Why, a, that life? Why? can't you have little bits of satisfaction throughout your whole journey? Everything you do is, you know, you're getting closer to, you know, helping someone through something. You know, each step, each phone call, each anything you do with that person, you kind of have helped them with something. Isn't yeah. that satisfaction? Bite-sized piece of satisfaction all the time. I just think I just think I don't know whether
0: you could call that satisfaction. I have I refer to them as sort of more contentment. Like I I feel that I have a moment of content where I just feel content in the work that I've done or the assistance that I've provided and whatnot. But for me, satisfaction is in in if we're to look look at it as a as an individual sort of thing. Satisfaction um, it's kind of like playing a soccer game, right? And you're up at halftime. And feeling really satisfied that you're 2-0 up at half time but there's still another half to go and there's and so in order to be satisfied with the game which is your purpose for that being in that moment is it's the whole game it's not to win one half it's to win the entire game and i feel that a lot of people misunderstand where where satisfaction lies because until you get to the end of that game, you can't look back at the game and decide whether you're satisfied
1: with your performance or not because it's always time, time to get better or worse. That's on the assumption that your satisfaction is linked to winning. If your satisfaction is linked to just playing, um, you're satisfied just to be on the field, not win or lose. It's true. Your best.
0: Yeah, um, that's very very True. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Now, um, what I also wanted to have a chat to you about was – because you are, I, I really admire the way that you go after opportunities or the way that you see and identify opportunities uh, for, for cracking on in business or in your, in your personal life or your fitness and whatever, because team, you know, he's, he's chiseled. He's, he's chiseled. <laughs> um, he's really going for it. Like, honestly, he puts everyone to shame, bless him.
1: Um, but, <laughs> mate. You say, my friend, 8% of your month. You can't sacrifice 60 sessions. What was the last month you did 60 sessions in a month in 30 days? Two a day. Yeah. And and this is the thing, right? This is
0: where, this is what I find, this is what I find incredible about this guy, team, is the fact that he is genuinely, and I'm saying this as an outsider, one of the busier humans from a business point of view in Melbourne, if not Australia. And yet he's still doing two hours a day of training uh, and he can still fit it all in. And he's a and he's a, he's he's a dad still. He's still he's a dad to a, a very young,
1: very Four, young. Two one. Days a week. So I collect my daughter from school two days a week. Yeah, uh, no matter what, because I, I I call it time shifting. So I know. If I don't pick up, I'm going to miss out on school pickups. So mm. two days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go collector from school. Um, you know, cause to me, that's important. And most people that work with me know that that's a rule. It's my, you know, non-negotiable, I suppose. Mm. Some variations. I can't convince the court necessarily to let me off on Tuesday. So my, <laughs> I'm a very amazing ex-wife that is. Uh, a rock star herself uh, so she's flexible with that but most of the time I, I time shift. so i go pick her up two days a week no matter what i don't normally work weekends either and from from the like two thirty or 3 o'clock until 7 o'clock when she goes to bed i'm off those two days a week you can't really contact me um, unless it's an emergency then i'm back on at night and i'm back up the time mm.
0: now The question I wanted to, that I was coming to with this was, no, 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 man, it's a great little point. The question I was really coming to was, how do you um, assess opportunities as and when they come through? Because as people are on this journey, right, towards high performance or success, whatever whatever that looks like for them there are always things that get presented to them or opportunities that get presented in front of them. And, you know, and it's generally a lot of the time it comes down to a case of, do I take a short-term win over a, uh, versus a long-term sort of success or whatever it is, whatever the case may be. And sometimes the short-term win is good enough and what have you, right? So give me your MO just briefly on how you assess opportunities for you
1: I get presented opportunities a lot because I'm a commercial lawyer, I work and I have a really good relationship with my clients that have been with me for 15 years or sometimes longer. Um with that, I, they, they want me to be involved in their businesses um, and sometimes and I, it's pay. It's pay for, to pay. So if mm-hmm. I'm involved in a business, I'm paying my share. I want – and it depends on the business. I, I've created my own businesses obviously as well. Um, and if I see at, like with bond conveyancing, I represent a lot of real estate agents. 70% of what I do is I'm a lawyer for real estate agents. There's a pain point with real estate agents. They mm-hmm. don't have full – they need lawyers and conveyances to transact but no lawyers and conveyances often keep them updated. There. There's no digital element to that. So I found a pain point. I recruited a good guy, good friend who's also ex-CEO of two different accesses the public companies in tech, to help me build the tech piece. So I found an opening. I recruited the right people to make it happen. And I knew it fit in my purpose. My purpose is to help people. This helps not just help state agents but helps consumers. It helps the whole community. Now, national, one of the fastest growing law firms in Australia. Uh, but so, if I find an opportunity myself, it's going to fit my purpose and I recruit the right people. I'm lucky in what I do. And you mentioned earlier, I do a lot, but I still manage to fit everything in because I delegate a lot. I have amazing people around me that I empower. You can't, you, we've all got 24 hours in a day if you do if you try to do stuff yourself you're never going to grow you're never going to be able to get through everything and it the hardest thing for any person is delegation i suppose because every person you delegate to is different everyone has different skill sets everyone has different beliefs so you got to find the right people and I hire not necessarily based on skill set but based on alignment of purposes. If they generally want to help people, they're my type of people, I can teach them a skill set or through the whole office we can teach them a skill set. So for me, opportunities come along all the the time. It's about finding the right people to work with um, and knowing you have got the right resources to get in involved with it because if you yeah. try it yourself it ain't gonna work yeah no look i i let's break that down
0: team and just summarize that but that oh um point one it needs to align with rex's purpose like does this opportunity allow me to help more people right yeah. that's, that's his first oh. that's his first box that needs text his second box is how have I got the right people? Do I know the right people that can help me to bring this to life? And then his third box is collectively, are the resources there to make it happen? Is that fair? Is that a very simplistic
1: three step process? And also, breaking up in bite sized pieces. Sometimes you see something and go, whoo, that looks, that's the vision, that's the goal. But if you look at it as a whole goal, it's a bit too daunting. So, breaking up into real bite-sized pieces and getting through each bite-sized piece. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. If you go work slowly and get through the bite-sized pieces, you'll get there quicker. If you try to tackle the whole coliseum at the one time, you may fail. But if you each pill pillar at each pillar and make sure it's strong, you've got a strong foundation, you can build up from that.
0: Now, last one. Uh, last one. I'm, I'm very conscious that you've, you've you've given us so much of your time already. I've um, oh, shared it so much.
1: Every time I get to see you. <laughs>
0: now, one thing because you are involved in the tech space to a degree, and and obviously a lot of and and I'm really focusing this last question on the human element of high performance human. With the tech space uh, growing as rapidly as it is, the, emer- oh, the emergence, the, the growth of AI, not the emergence the, the, that happened years and years and years ago, but the growth and acceptance of AI as a part of life and a part of uh, business and the economy and so on and so forth, um, has put a lot of humans on notice in terms of their relevance to business or whatever it is, their functionality. Just give us a quick sort of, uh, breakdown in terms of how you see, um, the convergence, not divergence, the convergence of technology and humans, how they're going to coexist moving forward when the, you know, the capacity of AI and whatnot, um, is, is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So from your point of view, as a lawyer who, you know, AI could answer a whole bunch of the questions that, You've spent however many decades learning and whatnot, and now I, I can tell them like that. How are humans going to stay relevant, in your opinion?
1: I think I love technology. I embrace technology. My, the property law firm is based on technology. We have robots that assist and AI that assist so certain parts. Of we always have humans at the, at the face of it and at the overseeing it. AI Maybe it will. Hopefully, in future, it will. AI can't answer everything; it's not quite accurate yet. Mm. Um, So we we see it day in day out. Basically, it can streamline processes. It can help answer questions. Like a part of a conveyancing process is questions, like you know, are you buying individually, a company, etc. And then if you if you don't have the, we've got robots that assist with the information gathering. Um, it's really helpful. It speeds up the process so much. You only have to answer the questions that are relevant to you. It's got a little information buttons, so you can see what that means even. That saves hours and hours of time and we embrace that. But to get to do the whole transaction, we'll never do that. So I think everyone should embrace technology. I think it's the future. It is what it is. And you can embrace it every single step to help your business achieve more, be more efficient, be more resourceful. Um, I don't think it will ever replace humans completely. I think there's humans need to oversee it still. I think I, I think that
0: I think that hopefully this will give people a bit of a sigh of relief uh, that as long as there is a human consumer, there will be a need for a human being at some point, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I think as long as there is a human consumer, uh, there, there will always be a need for a human, and I think this is where you know. It's not the future; it's the now. And I think that if you want to help more humans more often, and as Rex is proving with his with his, with Bon Conveyancing, which is it is one of the fastest growing legal firms in the country, um, he is showing that by allowing technology to infiltrate the business and be a core function, a core pillar of the business, it's allowing them to help more humans more often, which is aligning a lot more with his purpose, which is getting which he's getting to live out way more often than what he would have done if he tried to do it all by himself or even just as a bunch of humans doing it, right? So that's where you've got to focus. So, part,
1: part of Bond is the online portal. As an agent, you can log on and see all your contracts. Everything's in one portal that can log into your CRM program. So during your CRM, you've got all the documents. The Section 22, is you, you get SMS updates. Humans can't do that on a 24-7 basis. Mm. So you need to embrace that tech. Tech is amazing if used properly, you can achieve so much more for a better customer, not just from an agent. To our, if we buy or sell a property, you have an app with everything there. You can do it all online at midnight if you're busy or you've got overnight shift or whatever. Or you can come to an office and see someone. So you need that. A, a human is not going to be available at twelve o'clock at midnight yeah. to to do that stuff. Whilst if you enable technology to enable you to do more. Um, it's, it's wonderful. It's amazing what he can do. Absolute game changer. It really, it really is.
0: Changing. It really is. Now, Rex, I cannot thank you enough, my friend. I, I reckon this isn't going to be the last time we see uh, Rex on this podcast for sure. I'm fairly ah, confident in the world. So again. Um, but, um, team, make sure that you follow him uh, because he is an absolute inspiration uh, for me. He is a fine example of what a high-performance human looks like, feels like, what he does, how he acts, his attitude, most importantly, towards everything that he does. It, It just exudes high performance, in my humble opinion. So make sure that you follow him. We'll make sure that we put all of his various links in the description. So go onto your podcast channel and find them from there. Rex... Thank you so much, my man. It's an absolute honor to have you on this podcast of ours. And, and we can't wait to have you on again real, real soon.
1: Thank you so much, Andy.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the High Performance Human. Hopefully, we've given you enough value to justify the time that you've given us. And we've got you that much closer to becoming your version of a high performance human. If you want to have any questions answered, then please feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Coaching, or alternatively, shoot me an email, andy at Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thank you so much for joining us once again, and I really can't wait to hopefully bring you some more value in the next episode. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, most importantly, stay happy.